Hi, this is Dr. Sean Handorp, clinical psychologist and health behavior expert, and this is the Motivation Made Easy podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you science-backed information, strategies, and inspiration to master your relationship with food so that you can feel in control of your habits, respect your body, and free your mind to focus on the things in life that truly matter. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've had years of experience doing research and patient care in the field of weight management and eating disorders. So I've had the insider view on understanding what works and what we're getting very, very wrong. In this podcast, you'll find practical information and tips based on motivation science, interviews from experts, and stories from real people and how they've navigated their relationship with food. My goal is to empower you with information, inspire you to make changes that fit you, and feel 100% supported along the way. So settle in and make yourself comfortable, and get excited to learn and take action for a better, healthier, more energized life. Hey everyone, Dr. Hondor here, and today on the podcast, I'm going to take you on sort of a behind-the-scenes tour slash story time about the Body Respect Program, and I'm going to talk about how I first started doing this work and how the program has evolved over the years I've been doing it. I actually started a form of this program in a much different form as an in-person group in a hospital um, job that I worked at in Chicago back in 2011. So this program has some history there and it has, you know, greatly evolved since then, obviously. But I'll talk a little bit about why I initially created it and how it's teaching people to regain trust with their bodies after years of chronic dieting. And truly, I'm going to talk about why I've never believed in something more. And I've said this before on the podcast, and I'll say it again, but I am not by nature going to make bold, confident statements unless I believe deeply in them. And the way I feel about this program and the way I feel about the work that we're doing with people in the program or people that I work with one-on-one is so immensely different than the work that I did. A lot of the work that I did in the past that was focused on, um, we tried to focus on healthy lifestyle, but it was really just focused on weight. And um, and we'll talk about why that holds people back. But after it's been a year plus of doing this podcast now, I'm recording this episode before it goes live and the the changes that I'm seeing in people's lives is so incredible. Um, and, and certainly that is why I decided to share my story because the changes I've seen in my own life over the after getting out of the diet cycle have just been incredible. And I want to help you do the same. And I believe strongly that you can. And even though it's uncomfortable and challenging and different than what we're taught, it's so, so worth it. So 
In terms of this episode, I am going to kind of be talking off the cuff, like if you and I were just chatting about the program, but I will make sure to cover how and why I decided to create an online program. And I'm going to give you a little behind the scenes look at some of my fears initially launching the program. Um, a little bit of the emotional roller coaster last year with the program and how um, how things turned out compared to my expectations. So you might be surprised about that. And then we're going to talk and touch on how my reflections on standard healthcare and traditional approaches to eating behavior and weight management and how they keep so many people stuck. And I've just always saw it. But when you're removed from the healthcare system, which I've been for a year plus now, it's feeling very crystal clear where we're going wrong. And um, and I'm just really seeing some themes that I want to share with you, but also that's why I developed this program. Okay. And then we're going to cover what we've how the program has actually changed just in the past month. I mean, we're always about like continuous improvement and improving the program. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that and, um, and really just why this program is needed more now than ever, despite the fact that I do actually think maybe I'm seeing some cultural shift away from dieting and weight loss focus and diet mentality. I, it's hard to know if that's because I'm in this world or because it's really shifting. And what happens sometimes is with any positive or so-called hopefully positive shift, we, we're we not sure if it's actually shifting or if it just becomes these more covert styles of what still ends up being kind of diet mentality and still kind of keeps people stuck in this spiral. So I am cautiously hopeful. We'll put it, we'll put it at that, but I still greatly believe in, um, the work we're doing with our team here. And, um, yeah, just the, the different ways that we can empower ourselves with health information that's actually accurate and will actually help us work with our body. So this episode is called How to Work Smarter, Not Harder on Your Health, The Real Story Behind the Body Respect Program. And that's really what we're talking about here. It's how to work effectively with your body and not fight against it because that is what keeps us stuck in the cycle. So we're going to delve into all of that. Thank you for being here and let's get going. Have you ever thought, All of this self-love, body positive stuff sounds great and all, Sean, but I ultimately still want to lose weight. Can intuitive eating help me with that? Or you've been saying to yourself, I'm not really worried about vanity or being super thin. I truly just want to be healthy. Does this non-diet approach really make sense for me? Or you've just been really frustrated with yourself, frustrated with your body, and you're just not totally sure how to get out of the diet cycle. If you're feeling stuck in the diet cycle, are interested in learning more about intuitive eating but don't know really where to start, or you're feeling frustrated, lonely, and uncomfortable in your body, listen up. I am hosting a brand new free masterclass that is going to be delivered live for a very short period of time in the last two weeks of March. 
In this live masterclass, I'm going to be answering the top five questions that I get all of the time about intuitive eating and a non-diet approach. So you're going to learn what intuitive eating is and how it impacts your weight. This is a topic that a lot of people don't explicitly talk about, but we're going to cover it um, in this in this class. We're also going to learn why so many of us get stuck in the diet binge cycle, even if we truly are doing it to improve our health, not just trying to be thin. We're going to talk about why simple habit changes can feel so darn hard. And we're going to talk about this little known secret factor that is most likely holding you back from optimal wellness. I do these live masterclasses very rarely, so this is a very unique opportunity to come hang out with me, learn, have fun, get all your questions answered about these crucial topics. Even if you can't make the times available, be sure to still sign up. You'll get a replay sent to you the following day. I and my team work really hard to make these trainings packed with the most important information that I've learned personally and professionally over the past 18 years or so of doing this work, and I cannot wait to share it with you. Additionally, for the first time ever, there's a special bonus as part of this live masterclass if you're able to show up live. I'm actually going to be breaking down some of the top products that I get asked about, and none of these products are products that pay me. I have no affiliate income from these products. You're just going to get my honest opinion about the pros and cons of different products, such as the Peloton app, such as Noom, such as some meal delivery services. And you're going to get my thoughts about how you can look at the pros and cons for yourself and decide if it's worth investing your money into these types of services. So that's going to be a really valuable bonus that you will get if you come to the masterclass. And finally, at the very end of the masterclass, I'm going to be talking about my group coaching program, the Body Respect Program. This is a program that I'm incredibly proud of, and we start a new cohort of people in early April. So if you want to hear a little bit more about that and all that is involved in this incredible experience, then you'll want to make sure you sign up for the masterclass and check that out. So make sure that you sign up today for free by going to the link in the show notes or by going to drshawnhondorp.com forward slash masterclass. That's D-R-S-H-A-W-N-H-O-N-D-O-R-P.com forward slash masterclass for this totally free value-packed training. I can't wait to see you there. And as usual, before we dive into today's episode, just a reminder that this podcast and corresponding blog are for informational and educational purposes only and should never be construed as any form of professional advice. If you need support in figuring out how these topics apply to you, please be sure to seek out a professional in that area to help you do so. All right, let's dive in. To tell you the real story behind this program, we got to rewind a bit. We're going to rewind back to, I had to remember and kind of look back at my notes, but apparently the first time I started something similar to this program was in around 2011 and I ran an in-person group and I believe I was going to call it the stress eating group, but then I ended up, I think pretty quickly calling it the healthy living group. So I actually would be interested to look back at the subtitle for that. But basically it was a eight week group. Um, it was group therapy, although interestingly, and, and this is some of the th what we're going to talk about here. It was 
technically group therapy to do therapy you technically have to diagnose and there was you know so I did that as a trained behavioral health professional as a psychologist but the group you know I think the idea of like what is therapy and what is coaching is or what is I don't even know I don't love the term coaching but it's what you use when you're not diagnosing and treating a specific condition um kind of jumping ahead in some ways like I believe that this group is not or this program this program is not anything where we diagnose right it's it's a educational support coaching program whatever you want to call it but it is not something that I think we should be saying you have you need this program if you have an eating disorder or disordered eating because it really is the stuff that we work on in this program overcoming diet culture overcoming chronic dieting is so pervasive that you literally it's not it's not something that you need a diagnosis to benefit from and what what the problem is is that we really just normalize so much disordered thinking patterns around food, disordered eating, that like, it just becomes the norm. It just becomes the norm to, and I see this a lot in the, I've, as some of you may know, I have experience in the eating disorder world, mostly eating disorder research world, a little bit in eating disorder treatment world, definitely experience in binge eating disorder treatment, but binge eating disorder treatment is more likely to be merged with the weight management world and in the weight management world there is a lot of minimizing of what ends up being really distorted thinking patterns and i mean really just in the past like several weeks i've heard stories about people just being told to be so incredibly rigid with everything that they're doing and eating and to avoid social gatherings because they don't want to overeat and to really pack your own little containers to bring to these different social gatherings. And, you know, if you want to do that, that's obviously fine. But the reason these people were being told to do that is solely for the purpose of weight loss. I think it'd be different if you had an allergy or, you know, again, looking at the motivation, right? But so many, much of the time, we're encouraging people to disengage from their life. And actually, at the time of this podcast is coming out, um, in a couple more episodes, there's going to be an interview. And this happens in all the interviews that I do, but really, obviously, I have this conversation with um, actually a dear friend of mine, Courtney Gale, who is, shares her story with this. And um, you're going you're gonna to love that episode, so make sure you check that out. But... As I said, this episode's a little bit of a little bit of just me chatting. I have my coffee here, and we're just like chatting about things. Um, but so anyway, going back to this, the program. So I started it in 2011. I I ran it pretty regularly. Um, well, no, it took me a little bit to start it up at the hospital in Grand Rapids, but we we ran it with a number of different cohorts, constantly improving it and. Um, it was interesting, though, because I have shared on this podcast that I actually, I read Intuitive Eating around the time 
that I was starting this group and I around that time is when I really broke free myself it's hard to remember the exact timeline but I was in a very good place with my relationship with food and I just had this gut sense even in my professional settings that we were doing people a disservice by having this like rigid thinking patterns around food and really what you know I talk about now is diet mentality and the importance of moving away from externally based, shame based, and also just like rigid rules um, that some external person decided that you then just are like, I guess I should do this. This is the healthy thing to do. And so we were in this group. It was, it was a fun group. Like I, it was my favorite part of my job. Um, And I liked a lot of things I was doing. I was working as a health psychologist. I worked in a sleep clinic. I worked in a oncology clinic. I worked in uh, acute rehab, people um, recovering from a lot of like physical injuries and things like that. But this was the my favorite. And so, you know, ultimately when I moved back to Michigan, when I moved back to the hospital system that I worked at, for seven years, um, I started the group again and it, it took me a little bit to get it started, but basically it was again, my favorite part of the group, but, and people I think liked the group. I I got good feedback. I did surveys after, and we'd always look to improve it, but it's been very interesting. Um, I, I basically decided to start this online program. We first launched it last March and April, Oh, we officially started it in April of 2021. And I, I decided to do it because I wanted I wanted this information to be accessible to a variety of people. And I wanted to not just have to stick to people in Michigan because obviously that just limits who can access it. And so I was definitely, first of all, the online marketing world is bananas. It is very, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm like, there's just so many like opinions about what you should and shouldn't do and the ways that it's right to build your business. And it's just fascinating. Um, And I kind of got caught up in like kind of hustle culture. um, And I've talked a little bit about that on the podcast and other interviews that I've done. But um, it's interesting. I ended up naming this episode how to work smarter, not harder on your health, because that is truly how I think about things. And maybe it's just because I'm obsessed with my business training that I'm in. We talk about like efficiency and and how to set up systems in your life so that you're more efficient and that you can spend time and focus your energy on the things that matter to you. And it's just, it's just been really great. And um, I truly believe in this, this program at my core, but one of the reasons why I think that it's so effective is because we are focusing on what works in this really practical way. So if you know me at all, you may know that I'm a pretty emotional person. I can get pretty, like I can get quick to tears pretty easily. I mean, a couple episodes ago, I was tearful talking about a very intense topic. Um, you know, our miscarriage that we went through, but the, uh, I also am a pretty practical person. So 
I'm not quick to, I'm not particularly impulsive. Um, I am, I tend to think things through a lot and I tend to just be really interested in what works. And this is what made me love research and what made me want to be a researcher is that I said, I want to, I loved how research could help me get closer to determining truth and determining what works. And so all of the research studies that I've done, so I, I mean, my main studies that I designed myself were an honors thesis, a master's thesis, and a dissertation. They all randomly assigned one group to one thing and another group to another thing and kept all the rest of the things the same so that we could determine if the random assignment was the thing that caused it. So if you ever want to know more about the research that I did, it's actually very a couple of the studies, two of the studies are very diet culture-y, although one of them is about whether watching a TV show increased stigma of eating disorders. So that one wasn't actually diet culture-y. So anyways, so, you know, we did this group. We were improving it. We were getting, people were liking the group. However, now that we've been doing the group online, and what's most important is now that I've been removed from the healthcare environment, I am more confident in saying what I believe to be true, which is that the weight loss focus is the thing that keeps people stuck most all of the time. And working against your body instead of with it is the thing that's keeping people stuck most of the time. And wrapped up with that is the shame that so many of us feel because we believe we are doing it wrong and there's something wrong with us as a human being is what keeps us stuck because when we're in shame, we do not reach out for support. We try to solve it ourselves. And that is what I did for, I don't know, 18 to 20 years. No, maybe not. That's No, I think that actually is true because I've been reflecting on this a lot. So I've been doing this podcast for a year now been doing this different approach with this program, seeing seeing people really have these light bulb moments, seeing people really get it, seeing people learn to trust their body again, seeing them have, you know, feel completely like ambivalent about certain foods that used to, they could never keep in the house, seeing their binge eating go down, seeing their emotional eating go down. And it's just been so interesting to reflect on again what are these core features and and why are more people not getting this information because we could say oh well it wasn't around then like people aren't getting it because now people are talking about these approaches more and i just don't think that that's true um, a couple of weeks ago several weeks ago now i interviewed maggie landis the, she's an md she's got a master's in public health and nutrition and she you know she and I were kind of reflecting like we've both been in these fields in formal education I was in formal education in psychology like I truly didn't believe in a diety type approach and yet it took me so long to even hear of the book intuitive eating and again I think that piece is changing a bit but I was actively looking for a solution for so long. And I hear this so much from people that I work with in a group or one-on-one. -on -one. They are like, I've been searching for this, but I didn't specifically know what I was searching for and why 
hadn't I found it sooner? And I think there's so much grief and loss with like missed time and missed opportunities. And that is what really drives me to do what I do. I mean, I love what I do. So that drives me too. But like, um, it was actually pretty funny. So I think it was yesterday. Yeah. I decided to, I've been trying to exercise more because I feel good when I exercise, but I've just kind of continued to like figure out, I'm trying to still figure out like what my routine looks like. And uh, so kind of always working on that. And so I did a new class. It was a, a boxing class and it was like online. Um, and I was like, I am not going to like this. And I had all these thoughts about it and I didn't really love the part the instructor was talking about like, get angry. What's your fight about? And like, I was like, I don't, I don't really know. Like, what do I have to fight about? And I was kind of laughing and I was like, when's this going to be over? But about halfway through this 30 minute online boxing class, I started to realize and like think a little bit about like, what are we fighting? We're fighting this system that keeps us from effective and accurate information about our health, our weight, our overall well-being. And I literally, like, it's kind of embarrassing, but I, I like, kind of started getting emotional in the second half of this boxing thing. And I was so tired and I, my arms are so sore today. Um, but it, it really is like, it is a, a, a fight. I don't, we're not fighting a person. I don't think thinking about fighting a person is like maybe not that helpful, but it, we are fighting against systems and we're fighting against empowering ourselves. Like I want you to get this information and, but not just the information. So we'll talk about this in a moment. It's not just, it's definitely not just about information. Part of it is, um, you know, just even being directed to the intuitive eating book was very helpful to me, but it really, what for most people, that's not enough. Information is not enough. We need support and accountability to address the shame piece, but also just to help us show up for the discomfort that is required with change, right? And so that is where this program helps you do that, but also we're actually in this next month further. We've already enhanced the program. We launched it in the spring. We launched it in the fall and we're going to launch it again in um, March of this year. Well, right now we are in the process of opening the doors again, if you're listening to this live. And the thing about shame and truly when I listen to stories about people and what kept them stuck, shame is at the core of it. Shame makes us want to hide because that is the nature of shame. We're, sh- we're afraid that if we are seen with what we're really struggling with, we will get rejected. We will get made fun of. We will, someone will make us feel more shame. And unfortunately, shame hidden with secrecy kind of gets worse and kind of just operates under the surface and keeps us stuck. And our, we all really kind of hope that like, if we just listen to information, learn, 
we can like make shifts, which of course like learning is empowering, right? But most of the time, if you want to make true shifts, you have to have some form of support and accountability to look at what's showing up for you and then kind of like do the work, whatever that looks like, right? And so that might be, that could be anything, but basically like noticing difficult thoughts and, and emotions and then doing the thing that you've decided you want to do. So a lot of times what happens with diet culture beliefs and and body shame and all of that is that we, I, I kind of hate the term self-sabotage, but you'll hear it thrown around because it's getting at this concept of like, I want to do this thing. I want to go on a walk with my dog regularly, but I'm not doing it. And I don't know why. And I get frustrated with myself and I beat myself up. And it's because we don't want to make contact with those difficult thoughts. But it's also because we've been told over and over that there's something wrong with us and our body. And and finally, we've also been told that, you know, if you don't have, if you don't lose weight and you don't have a smaller body, like there's no point in walking. Um, or at least we can ingrain that belief into us very easily in our culture. And so, you know, one of the things that we have done just from the first cohort of the program to the second is we have further enhanced the support and accountability aspects of the program. So basically, we now do have Zoom calls within the program where we see each other's faces. Um, I actually have been very influenced by, I've said it on the podcast before, the book Digital Minimalism, and basically this idea of like true human connection, meaning phone conversations where you can hear voice and intonation. That's why podcasts, it's not true human connection, but it's better than social media posts. Um, video chat, and of course, in person is ideal and, and probably the best, but we added the, the component of actually seeing each other on Zoom because that is really important. Um, even though sometimes it, it's very uncomfortable, a lot of people that I talk to do feel uncomfortable on Zoom um, for a number of different reasons, but sometimes it's related to the body image and sometimes it's related to other fears, um, social anxiety, things like that. But it, is a game changer. And there's other things that we've added in the program too, to increase connection and community. Because I actually think the information that I provide to you in this podcast and in the program, while immensely valuable, and we got like really, we just have a lot of good things in it. We have, it's like really pretty workbook that I worked very hard on. I love, I like, like love using design skills and it's very fun. Um, but I don't think that's the most important thing. I think the most important thing is showing up and having a community that can actually help propel you into the direction that you want to go in and reinforce what you're doing. Because I want you to think to like anything that you've really done that has been hard or uncomfortable, like usually you don't do it alone. Sometimes maybe you do. But I know for me, like when I started running and getting better at running and getting better at challenging myself. I did that in a group. Um, in the past year, I've been in the business training that I've been talking about and I talk about all the time. I know, I almost just, there's a book based on my business training. The book is called Run Like Clockwork and it's very good. But I almost just read the book and didn't do the 
the training like program. And that would have been a mistake. I mean, I, there's no way that I would have gotten the results that I've gotten, which is I am working so much less than I was last spring, but it's so uncomfortable to do what I'm doing because it's very counterculture because most people tell you just keep working, don't take time off, do it all yourself, you know, just work harder and just do more. And I, again, I hope that's shifting, but most places do not like really reward you for doing less. And I needed help celebrating myself when I was doing less. And so for that specific reason, we've also added components, like I said, just in this past month, we're adding components to the program that help to reinforce and help the each person celebrate and also celebrate within the community these things that are really counter culture so this idea of like so many people that i talk to again one-on-one or in the program have such a hard time celebrating what they perceive as really small wins they're like yeah i walked like three times this week and but whatever i should have been I should have been doing that all along in my life. Like this, it's not worth celebrating or, okay, I had this food and I didn't binge on it or I had this food and I enjoyed it without guilt. Like who cares? Like that's not a big deal. Everyone should be able to do that. And of course, from an outsider perspective, you're like, no, no, that's a huge deal because that is a huge shift from what, not necessarily a huge shift behavior wise, but it's the mindset shift behind it, right? It's the way you're thinking and feeling about it is a very big deal. And it's not just, oh, it's like feels good. It's like there, as we talk about on this podcast all, all the time, it is all about autonomous motivation, which is feeling freedom of choice and feeling like I'm making the choice that's best for me. Your thinking pattern about the changes that you're making is everything. It will predict whether you will still be making those habit changes or living the way you want to, and it might look different, of course, in three years. Like that's what the research has shown. If you have autonomous motivation for, say, exercise today, if you develop autonomous motivation for your exercise today, doesn't matter how much you're doing it, it matters how you think and feel about it. In three years, you are likely to still be exercising compared to a person who has external shame-based motivation. So when we get to a really core practical level, that is why we have to celebrate the shifts, the mental, emotional, psychological shifts today, because when we celebrate them, they become reinforced. They become more likely that we will do more of that type of thinking. And then we are more likely to propel towards whatever goal we want to achieve. Um, in the future. And so that is why I now think of the program as like really how to work smarter, not harder on your health and why I think it's incredibly effective. And so, like I said, we're always improving it. We're always, you know, making it better, but, um, I'm just so excited to see the changes, um, hear about the changes in and just see what we can do when we're out of this ineffective cycle because my 
core mission is to get more people engaged in their life in meaningful ways, doing things that light them up, doing things that help them to feel like they're living consistent with their values. And it's just my favorite thing to do. So, um, and I did say I was going to tell you like a little behind the scenes about my fears of launching the program. Launching a program online is like scary because you're like, I'm putting this out there in the world. Like, will anyone want it? You know, and uh, my initial program launch uh, back in spring really did kind of blow me away in terms of like the response. And um, so I'm just very grateful for people that put their trust in me. And uh, it was, it was, it, it helped me to keep going because the other piece of this little coffee chat that we're having is that um, I am in a really uh, like 2022 started off rough for our family. We had like a lot of like, like almost everyone, I feel like in January of 2022, we had like a lot of illness and stuff. And, and last year was actually kind of rough personally, a lot of stressors as I've kind of mentioned, but this year work-wise has felt incredible. Um, I mean, not that I don't sometimes work a little bit more than I want to, but I, I cannot describe the difference between last year and today. And my point in saying that was that, um, doing this work, doing the podcast, um, takes a lot of effort as I'm sure you know, and I've said it before, um, once we broke down, like it takes many hours of work for one episode, I think like 12. So if you're listening and you want to give us a podcast review, that would be incredible. Um, you just scroll down on your phone and on your Apple podcast app and just click on it and review us. But it's, you know, being able to deliver this program online and deliver the, um, the results in this way has been not only so rewarding, but also just like helped to keep this whole mission going. And, uh, it's just a cyclical process and it's, um, truly been incredibly fun. Um, I love it so much. Um, and that was why it was so confusing last year. Cause I was like, wait, I'm burnt out but I love this so much. So it didn't, it didn't really feel like burnout. Um, but it was just, my brain was very taxed and it was like thinking about too many different things and not taking enough like white space, if you will. So I think those are the main things that I wanted to talk about. I mean, I think the only other thing that I want you to know is standard healthcare and traditional approaches to eating, weight management, if you're feeling stuck in those standard approaches, it is not you. And it's, we're not blaming people that deliver those approaches because I have been, we all, all healthcare providers were trained how we were trained. And so we're not blaming people, but we do want to look at systems and just be like, these systems aren't working. And instead of making little tweaks to the system, which is what typically we do in research and clinical care, we like, okay, we'll do a little shift and we'll think about it this way. And maybe we add this component, but what we really need to do is step back and look at the whole 
paradigm of saying, okay, this overall is leading most people to worsening health outcomes, not better. This overall meaning how we approach weight management, weight loss, dieting, like the traditional approaches to that are very much statistically not working. Um, they are very much likely to lead to weight gain versus weight loss over time. And if they do lead to weight loss, they might lead to a lot of disordered eating and a lot of stress. So again, you know, there's, we talked about it several episodes ago, there's a tiny percentage of time where it might lead to some weight loss. But even that, like it rarely leads to sustainable weight loss. And so if you're feeling stuck, you're feeling frustrated, please know that you are not alone. But please know that to really make consistent change in an area, you probably have to do more than just listening to a podcast. Um, I've done this for years. I like listen to stuff and um, I mean, did it with like my health, health eating journey. Um, but also, uh, I do, I've done it with business. So you just like, listen, and then you're just like taking it all in. And that's great. Like, that's a great start. But if you're ready to say, okay, this is, you know, I'm ready to make some shifts. I'm ready to maybe get a little uncomfortable. I'm ready to, you know, Stop worrying about missing out on my life. Um, if you don't want to feel like, if you don't want to have any regrets, it might be time to take a closer look at this with some support, with some support of a community. So um, as you already know, in this episode, we're talking about my live free masterclass that you can join us for. Um, and if you can't make the live times, make sure you sign up. We're going to have, it's just a really good training. I, it's completely new and updated. I've never done this specific training before. Um, but at the end of it, we'll be talking really in greater depth. So this was like, this episode was the story behind why I created the program and how excited I am about it. Um, but we will talk in much greater depth about what the program entails and all of the fun details at the end of that masterclass. So I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate you and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Just a final reminder that if you've been listening for a while and you want to learn more from me, hang out with me live, learn about intuitive eating and a nine diet approach, make sure that you sign up for our free masterclass, the top five questions I get about intuitive eating and a non-diet approach. The top one being, but will it help me lose weight? So make sure if you're not already signed up that you do so, and you can get all of the free bonus content that I give away only during the live masterclass. So make sure you sign up for free at drshawnhondorp.com forward slash masterclass, and I will see you there. Thank you for tuning in today. Your time is valuable, and it means so much to me that you're here. Despite the title of this podcast, many of our topics are not always easy. Change is hard, and let's face it, life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable. That's why I'm grateful. Grateful for you and your willingness to listen, learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com 
or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.